Because it's like you're giving, you're fueling the insane regressive left by allowing them to say dog whistle, which I hate the whole notion of dog whistling, but this is just such brazen dog whistling it's not even that a, it's like you're you're just fucking it up for the rest of us. Basically. It's not even a dog whistle, though, because... Yeah, it's not even a dog whistle. It clearly says socialism is for fags, and, <laughs> and Che has a limp wrist. Yeah, like, you're just like, what? Hey everybody! Hey everybody! That's what you're yeah. As I've mentioned before, I don't like the presumptuousness of everybody. Hey everybody! Hey, everybody. I guess it's fine for him because it literally is everybody. Yeah, he has millions and billions of followers. Yeah, and uh, in our case, everybody is much more limited. <laughs> hey everybody! Hey, some people scattered across the country. <laughs> I like that we're national, though. I like it too. We're I don't international. Yeah, we are international. We have a listener who wrote a review who lives in Australia, which right. I thought was was I just found that because I get reviews sent to my email. We've also had a few new people sign up for the forum who have not who've been silent. Yeah. They're just in there to look. Everybody should go join the forum. The more people there the better. And think about it, you're not fuck you're not giving Facebook your energies yeah so they can sell ads to you and i've protected posts so if you're not signed up if you don't have an account you can't go in there yeah so i can keep an eye on the email addresses that sign up and i mean somebody could use a dummy obviously but if you're worried about posting a controversial opinion or something it's fine and I think that's the best place for it. Right. So. Yeah, it's definitely the best place. We for read it. it all the time. Well, um, and uh, there's an interesting fact that I read recently. Um, in Vice is now dead. They're they're basically uh, they've gotten written off of Disney's balance sheet to the tune of about four hundred and fifty million dollars, which means that basically Disney has cut ties with them. They basically said, okay, we invested five hundred million dollars in you, and now that investment has amounted to literally zero. Think yeah. about how insane that is. So the somebody's seeing the inside numbers of Vice and they're very bad. Also, HBO just canceled their third Vice or their second Vice show. Vice Live got canceled. It's just falling apart. And there was a cool article on why this is happening. And the reason why people are saying it's happening is Vice had really did have a ton of buzz, a ton of engagement the thing is, it was all on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So it was all on like Facebook and YouTube and shit. And so, so was it like their Facebook page or was it just stuff that people would post? It was just that the numbers were really insane for mm. the stuff they were making. Yeah. But it was all happening on YouTube and Facebook. Right. So 
the investors, the reason why they were valued at like $7 billion is the investors were looking at these insane numbers they had, but they were looking at Facebook numbers and they were looking at YouTube numbers. Yeah. And the opinion was, oh, uh, well, this circulation is amazing on Facebook and YouTube. We just need to figure out a way to monetize this. Yes. But actually what happened is Facebook and YouTube monetized yeah. it. Yeah. And Vice was left holding the bag like, oh, shit. Yeah, they're making content. We didn't get any of that money. somebody that's yeah. not for <laughs> Right. We didn't well, get any of those ad dollars. Because well, any- Facebook and YouTube own 85% of the digital ad market. And a big part of that was probably Vice, and Vice was like, "Well, fuck, we never figured out how to do this on our own." You know, anyone who, any like most stand-up comedians know this because we're always posting our shitty videos and stuff, with the sad hope that it'll go viral or it'll get shared. And what everybody knows about Facebook is that if you put up a YouTube link on Facebook, that it won't ever a get shown in the newsfeed. And B, you can't play it directly on Facebook. Like, it won't play within the screen. So you always have to do your comedy video upload through Facebook so it actually plays yeah, right. automatically so in the video. video. Right. And But either way, you're an idiot. Because either yes. way, you're not getting paid correctly for this thing. The only way to monetize that correctly is to then go on Patreon and ask people to donate to you yeah. for some extra content that you put beside, behind some paywall. But the idea that you're going to get rich from YouTube or Facebook is fucking insane. Well, in this day and age, especially. Right. Maybe. You're never, it's not, not going to make any difference. You should hope to not go viral on Facebook. You want to go viral on your fucking website. That's yeah. it. You know, because then you can actually get paid real ad dollars. But Vice didn't do that. People yeah. weren't going to the website. They weren't watching the HBO show. They weren't, uh, you know, same thing happened to BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed, you know, their content is not really engaged with on their site that much. I mean, maybe a little, but not enough to really make any real money. Yeah, they've built their businesses around yeah. the these two platforms yeah. that... To take all their fucking money. Yeah, well, yeah. It, but the platforms are also constructed to incentivize certain things that people engage with. Right. So the platforms are telling these companies like this is the stuff that does well on our site. So make more of that. So you're making all this content for this particular venue, but you're not really pulling anything out of it. And they think they're making it for a platform, but they're actually making it for a media company. Yes. So they're giving free, it would be like a movie producer just giving free movies to TV and being like, Ooh, look at all the people that watch my movie. Yeah. A lot of people are watching my movie for it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And people are realizing that now. That'd you know, be like it's if, taken a while for that, people to realize It'd be it, like but. if CNN took our podcast and put it on. And just put it on. Well, and no, it would be like if we gave it to CNN for free and right. we're super happy and yeah. that was it. And we were just like, oh, we got a bunch of digital likes and yeah. that's it. Yeah, this is the scam that yeah, everyone... It's a huge scam. It, and it repeats itself always. Someone is always scamming you out of the uh, hard-earned or uh, deeply had experience right. that you have. This happens with stand-up people all the time. It's always like, you're getting, the joke is, you're getting paid an exposure. Right. Well, I mean, hey, what are we doing right now? We do this for free. Right. But we're not, this is the difference. We're not doing it for free for any particular group. Do you know what I mean? What like, we're mean? not, we're not doing it for free for Facebook. Well, we're I not, mean, we do it for iTunes, right? But iTunes doesn't make money off of it either. iTunes is not, you know? Yeah, they're not You're monetized. Right. They don't monetize. None yeah. of these, the, the only places that monetize are those apps. This was a huge discussion years ago that Joe Rogan had with Bill Burr because Bill Burr was complaining about Stitcher having ads 
on their player that would be on while he was his podcast was playing. And he was like, if you're running ads... Yeah, that should go to me. I should get a yeah, piece of that. you're damn right. Absolutely. And it's a... I mean, that is the nice thing about iTunes is iTunes does this shit all for free. You know, I mean, they're giving us something for free. We're giving them well, something What's just a directory. That's, it. That's yeah, all right, that it is. Exactly. Like, they don't host it. Right. It's, yeah. It just points it people just points in places. People. Exactly. And it's a repository for all the information. Speaking of iTunes, should I set... You can currently set how many episodes you want to show up. I have 150 set, and we've gone over that. So now some of our early episodes are dropping off at the bottom. Do you care? No, we should Do have all Do listeners care? We should have all okay. of them. Also, it's not iTunes anymore. You know that, right? Yes, it's Apple Podcasts. Now it's Apple Podcasts. Yes, which it has been for a bit. So speaking of YouTube, YouTube and people. Facebook yeah. monetization, this is a story from a few weeks ago at this point, but... I've been really fascinated by the discussion around it because I sort of find it a little bit, I don't know, just very black and white. And I don't think it's so black and white. But there is this Vox um, writer and producer named Carlos, is it Maza? You got to tell this story. You know it a lot better than me. So the, he's uh, he makes videos on Vox about a wide variety of topics and he's self-described gay Mexican. Search YouTube for videos about immigration, and eventually you'll find this. Mass immigration is not the rainbow. So this is Carlos Maza narrating. Politicians portrayed as it is in fact a tragedy. Search for videos about Islam, and you'll find stuff like this. By its very nature, Islam is an intolerant radical. Islam is an intolerant belief system. Search for belief system and. Yeah. News flash. Everybody hates feminism. Oh, These videos God. are all products just of what New York Times ridiculous. magazine calls the YouTube right. A growing collection. Of- okay, so that's Carlos Mata. Um, and he makes this series of videos called Strike Through. <sighs> These people are called its most extreme creators. I'm sure it gets a little more extreme than than those people. And um, he has been sort of the subject of ongoing videos and jibes by our favorite internet comedian Steven Crowder who is also just fucking dreadful and Steven Crowder has at various times called him like a lispy queer Mexican queer etc and uh, he often ties it in with this shirt that he sells which is a picture of Che Che Guevara with a limp wrist and underneath it it says socialism is for fags but not fags because he's replaced the a with a fig so socialism is for figs and if uh you ever argue with any stephen crowder fans about that they know it says socialism is for figs just very bad faith nonsense yeah yeah so it's not even clever it doesn't make any sense it just makes no sense so like so i I mean it's annoying because it's like you're giving you're fueling the insane regressive left by allowing them to say dog whistle, which I hate the whole notion of dog whistling, but this is just such brazen dog whistling it's not even that a, it's like you're you're just fucking it up for the rest of us. Basically. It's not even a dog whistle though, because yeah, it's not even a dog whistle. It's clearly says socialism is for fags, and and Che <laughs> yeah. has a limp wrist. Yeah, so like you're just like what? He's not eating a fig. Also, like I wasn't Che like super anti-gay. Also, probably yeah, I think he was. Yeah. He was like super racist for yeah. one, and for two, I think he was probably like railed against homosexuals. So yeah. it's like it's, it doesn't make any fucking sense. The whole thing is is silly. Yeah, and so. He's um, so Carlos Maza posted this long Twitter thread about uh, Stephen Crowder's repeated 
what he describes as incitements against him. And he cut a, a bunch of video clips together of Steven Crowder making all these references. And can we hear some of those? Because I tried to find them and I couldn't really. It was like so short cut that I couldn't really get the part where he calls him a lispy queer. So the Carlos Maza wrote this tweet that said, so I have pretty thick skin when it comes to online harassment, but something has been really bothering me since I started working at Vox. Steven Crowder has been making video after video debunking in quote strike through. Every single video has included repeated overt attacks on my sexual orientation and ethnicity. Here's an example. And so this, I guess, is a compilation of this. Video uh, with our favorite, favorite lispy sprite <laughs> from Vox. It's ridiculous. It's bonkers. You're being given a free pass as a crappy writer because you're gay. That's center line on his little queer graph there. <laughs> what is, what is well, that Well, now line? the graph is queer? It's violence, filth. Okay, so the little queer could eat his chips all nonchalantly. It's code for rape, Mr. Queer Eating Chips on the Vox channel. <laughs> chip, 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 that you can eat just one. Like dicks. This is what Mr. Gay Vox wants to do. Mr. Lispy Queer from Vox. Uh, what, what were you holding, Gay Latino from Vox? <laughs> Even his hand movement and fast motion is gay. Now we're here with the short-haired angry lesbian on Skype. And cable news, cable news bitching. Two gay guys sitting there eating a banana. We get the symbolism there. <laughs> the truth is hiding in a closet. Should I keep playing? No, I think we get it. So, first of all, Steven Crowder is clearly closeted homosexual. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to say that it's. He's absolutely got something going on. You he, think? Yes. I don't think so. There's uh, Steven Crowder loves, and again, not all gay men love dressing up in drag, but Steven Crowder loves dressing up in drag for his comedy sketches. Yeah. And he's very fixated on the gay thing. I this. don't think Steven Crowder's gay, but I I, I think... Um, this I'm a is, man. I like men. I, Steven th- Crowder. Th- this is, it's just tough. I mean, we, when Rogan talked about this... His position was, look, first of all, Crowder's a comedian. Second of all, Maza is constantly calling himself a queer, right? So he is kind of using the language that Maza has provided and, and that Maza kind of relies on to have his thing, right? I mean, his whole persona is sort of based on being a, a Hispanic Gapers, and he and he kind of holds himself out that way. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that take, and I think that these are very crude and not helping the conversation, and obviously not helping the stemming the tide of insane regressive progressivism. This is fueling the fire. So if Stephen Crowder wants to be achieving his goals, he's not fucking helping by saying these things. To be fair, to be fair to Stephen Crowder, um, this is an edited collection so yeah, there right. is context that strips i don't strip. i don't know how much context will provide to, yeah, I mean, what, to what he really, says i don't think it would provide that, anything at all there's really. the answer right i mean and, and crowder just clearly has a bugaboo about this guy he clearly hates him i mean right. Stephen crowder clearly hates carlos maza right. you know it's obvious the thing is some of these things are just stupid right so it's calling him a lispy queer Mr. Latino queer like that's not I I get the anger and I think that he should totally be allowed to express himself uh, in whatever way he wants. Um, The thing that's problematic is the thing that the part when he says he Maza should not be 
clipping the part where Crowder is saying, you only have this blank because you're gay. Yes. Next to these other things, because that's a legitimate criticism. Right. Whereas calling him Well, names, every time you get mentioned for gay stuff does not necessarily mean that it right, is exactly. an attack. Anytime somebody's saying... Because that, that's actually a, a real criticism. Right. Calling him names is just not really fucking helpful. Right. You know, I mean, that's not going to help. First of all, it just makes you look like it... It just doesn't make you look... Well, again, it makes you look like a closet case creep. Like, anytime yeah. I see that, I, I get suspicious because most average... Uh, straight people, even ones that are slightly or somewhat homophobic, are not that like repeatedly vicious about it. Yeah, and right. To well, I mean, he clearly just—I I don't think it's that he's secretly gay. I think it's just that he truly hates Carlos Maza, and I—I I understand why he hates Carlos Maza. Uh, Carlos, I don't think he hates him because he's gay. Carlos I think Maza he hates him because he's is annoying. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah, he's annoying, and so this this went back so. Carlos addressed Carlos Maza addressed YouTube and said, "You have standards that say that people on your platform cannot use hateful language, and this is a clear example of yeah. it. And he should be removed." YouTube's response was, "No, yeah, it is not." But they even called it hateful in their response tweets and in their internal yeah, guidelines sure. that says you can't be hateful. Well, that's because they know that if they did cancel this for the for these pretty tame things all things considered you know which is just like arbitrary name calling you know what i mean he's not right. calling him a fag he's calling him a queer which is how he describes himself so it's you well, yeah can't but really... there there is as there as there is with other reclaimed words there is a kind of two-pronged approach to that what do you mean well it's similar uh, similar to the n-word I mean, he literally calls... His Twitter thing is literally gay wonk. Yeah, right, right, right. But I'm it's saying, like, like, using the term queer when you're talking about gay people, they're, like the N-word and like other sort of words of that ilk that have been somewhat reclaimed by the, the groups of people that they've been used against, there is a difference between you calling yourself a queer and call part of the queer community and somebody else calling you a queer in that kind of way. I just reject that. I mean, I, I think it's not fair. And but, I think this is about the N-word, too. It's not fair to play this word policing game. It, you can't go around saying, this is what I am, this is what I am, this is what I am, and then ban, especially if you are a, a, a warrior in the marketplace of ideas. If you're out there calling yourself gay wonk, you then can't go tattletale when somebody calls you gay. It's like, well, that's ridiculous. But there's so, no difference between called fair. gay and queer. And I think some of that is the... I'm not arguing in favor of his position. So if, if all... I mean, I assume that he would have made this exact same video if every time he uses the word queer, he said gay instead, right? I mean, would that be any different? I think it would depend on how it was said. But the, the if he'd said gay, I would have a lot less sympathy because, as you point out, if your name is Gay Wonk on Twitter and you constantly talk about being a gay Mexican yeah, man. Yeah, it's like you got to be t you can't say, "Oh no, you can't say that to me." That's yeah. not fair. But that's not the, that's not an equal playing field. It's the queer, you know? it's the queer that's in there that is 
like some of this other Crowder stuff, like socialism is for figs. Yeah, that, there's, well, okay. There's that little, I would agree. That is. But what I'm saying is that is there's all, there's bad faith in that. Where yeah, there's definitely bad. Where faith. you say, oh, I'm just using the word that you're using, but it's like, okay, like technically yes, but not in the same spirit at all. I would say that if his thing, oh, okay, this is a totally different thing. But if his Twitter handle was fagwonk. That would be he would be opening himself <laughs> I'm a man I like men. He would be opening himself up to being criticized for that. I mean it's not I it, as you know as I said last night on stage, I think that word policing is one of the most obvious indicators of a tyrannical oppressive okay, oppressive's a little far, but a tyrannical sort of establishment you got to resist and that's what Jordan Peterson became Famous word. You gotta resist word policing. Word policing is always fucking stupid. George Carlin. Yeah. It proved. You know, even trying to ban words for being obscene is stupid. Yeah. Also. Yes. You know, it's, I mean, there, obviously it's not completely black and white. There are some words that probably should be treated more sensitively. I acknowledge that. I'm not saying you're saying it's totally black and white. But once an establishment starts getting obsessed over words, that's just... Not it. So this sort of it's not America. So this sort of where this takes us a little bit is is to the question as to about whether or not this is definitionally by YouTube standards hurtful, right, and hateful. I think this is hateful. Well, I think YouTube. The scary thing for them is if they start saying that this guy, who's one of the few conservative voices out there right not on youtube well in a, it's okay fair there's probably a lot of them now but in in this sort of world in the comic world he's probably the only one really uh if he gets banned for saying these things there are eight bazillion examples of people saying this shit about straight white men all the fucking time and if you're if you're going to enforce that against him how can you look at people in the face and say some black comedian who's talking about annoying straight white men can get banned for that? Well, one of the counter things that happened was... I, think, I don't think either should get banned. I think Carlos mentioned this. I keep saying Carlos because I don't want to keep saying Carlos Maza. We all know which Carlos I'm describing. Not that I'm Carlos's friend. But I think one of the things that he brought up is that gay content is often removed from YouTube very regularly like queer uh stuff is often take, taken taken really? off yeah that there's a there's a big problem with with queer creators being uh deplatformed from YouTube for different reasons because it's considered too adult or something really yeah i mean this get Carlos Maz is out there saying YouTube does not give a fuck about diversity and inclusion i mean that's just crazy you know i mean that's just blazingly blazingly that's blazingly 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 untrue i mean it's how much lip service and how many millions and millions of dollars has youtube spent but showing that they care about diversity and but that's a separate like oh they don't care but but you have to you have to separate between what they say they do and what they do right do they actually care of course not none no. of these companies do no right if, if it meant the difference between caring about it and going out of business they would not care about it exactly they're a fucking corporation so what do you think in terms of what what do you think youtube's rights are like should youtube be pulling down i don't content? think youtube should pull any content i think all these places have gone horribly wrong in 
But, I mean, we were kind of talking about this at the beginning of the episode. Facebook and YouTube started as platforms. That's yeah. what they should have always fucking stayed. Instead, they decided to become media companies. And once they started to become media companies, everything got fucked because all the creators got fucked because now they're competing with the platform's own material. Yeah. And then now they decided, oh, we now need to be responsible for everything anybody says on our platform, which is stupid. But let's just, uh, putting that aside, like, why... In- just within the realm of how we think about private companies, right? Why is it that they can't do this? I'm just asking that because I want. They can't. Like, why? But why do we have, like, why do we get so upset about it? What is the reason behind that? Because it's like, I mean, this is a very uh, rough analogy, but imagine that, uh, you know, a newspaper company is sued or sorry, imagine that a printer is sued for what's in a newspaper. Imagine that a microphone maker is sued for something somebody said into the fucking microphone. Like, the confusing thing is that Facebook and Google held themselves out as platforms. Right. And then now they're editors. And that's very confusing to everyone because they should just stay the fuck out of it. This isn't their job, you know? It's. I mean, I understand that if you analogize them to a cable company for, or sorry, a, a, a channel, right? If you like NBC, then yeah, then they become an, an editor and then they do become responsible for what's on their platform. But you don't hold uh, the airwaves. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like in the network TV days, you don't hold the people broadcasting the actual signal responsible for, what is on that signal? You hold the editor, and the editor is the studio or the creator that uses these tools to broadcast their message. So you can't, YouTube should never be involved in demonetizing or de anythinging anyone. The creator themselves should be held accountable either by the government or by law or by things like that. But a private company stepping in and doing this is just not their job and it doesn't make any sense, you know? Let me let me um I don't think we ended what exactly happened after okay, this. Sorry, keep going. That um, was a bad rant. But No, it was good because I, I want to address some of those points. Yeah. But they demonetized Steven Crowder. Okay, so what, they demonetized him. What, what does you, that mean? That means that he can't make any advertising money from his videos. Yeah, right. And that actually has triggered what a lot of YouTube creators are calling like the third adpocalypse. Because this has happened twice before where YouTube starts getting uh, very scared about what advertisers think about where their videos and, you know, bottom of the screen ads and so forth get placed. Right. And but, it, it's really what we're seeing. It's the corporatocracy. It's it's corporations becoming governments. You know, I mean, that's that's what this is a symbol of. Yeah. It used to be a corporation would be like, hey, it's not my fucking job. I make the signal. That's it. That's what all I right, do. But if, and the government, if the government wants to come in and tell me this needs to be controlled, fine. But now the advertisers are putting pressure on the corporatocracy itself to yes. act like the government. Right. Which is fucked up because they're not elected. These are just, they're merchants. They're merchants that sell something. Just sell the fucking thing. Let the government control it, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people got swept up in this and there's this, um, what is that? There's a journalist whose money, whose videos got demonetized because they're about extremism. Um, and so they were just kind of doing this giant sweep of demonetization across right. the platform. So getting back to the issue, but 
I, I, I agree with a lot of the points that you're making, but haven't we, isn't the problem that in society that we are, and this is like a problem that conservatives have themselves created, is by saying private companies are free to do what they want within the sphere of their business. Uh, <clears throat> right. Hasn't this caused the very problem that these same conservatives are now bemoaning? Sure, Because yes. by their standard, by their logic... YouTube has the right to say, I'm going to take away your income stream well, because I, this is right. our platform. This is what we're going to, this is how we're going to do it. That's a very good question. I don't think that you can really put that at the foot of conservatives, though. You kind of have to put that at the foot of or the corpor- First Amendment. Corporatists right? I mean, in general. But the First Amendment doesn't guarantee businesses the right to. Well, it does. It's a free speech. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does do that, actually. I mean, but it, only it's, because it's stricter scrutiny in the world of commercial speech. But right. it, the First Amendment does apply to commercial speech. It still does. What's, I mean, what do you define? What's commercial speech defined? Commercial as? speech is an ad. But this is not an ad. I'm talking I, I about. I know, but I'm saying if we're talking about the roots of the idea that um, a private corporation can do anything it wants. But I don't mean that within because that's more talking about like speech affect. I'm talking about how a company can run its business, sure, yes, its okay. internal structure. sector. Um, right. Yeah, we want to I mean, reduce regulation. We we don't want government regulating businesses too much. Well, but a private company, there's just no authority for it. I mean, there's no authority, constitutionally speaking, in, to interfere with a business. You have to have some sort of grounding in the Constitution, right? I mean, because the default of the American Constitution is that you don't fuck with anyone. Right? Oh, and to fuck with people, you have to have a constitutional basis. And there's just really, you know, it's like interstate commerce, right? That's right. something the government can regulate. Uh, police powers on a state level. That's something a state government can yeah. regulate, right? There's just not an excuse. There's not really any constitutional grounding f- to force a private company to do a certain thing. Otherwise, it's not a fucking private company. Sure. I mean, but we regulate Wall Street. Oh, sure. We, no, I mean, again, we regulate, there's a zillion regulations. We regulate how contractors build homes. Right. We regulate all, all sorts of there's things. A, there's a million regulations. Yeah. But what would this rate, what would a regulation saying that a company well, couldn't do that look like? What would that look well, like? Well, that's the question about, about YouTube because I think there's two different paths that would be preferable. One would be to acknowledge that YouTube is essentially at this point a public forum because it is pretty much the only place where this is. They've monopolized the entirety of putting videos on the internet Sure, for the most part. I mean, there's Vimeo, but nobody really gives a shit about Vimeo. It doesn't have that same omnipresence. That's true. So does it get declared like a, a public forum and turn into a utility? Do we just decide YouTube is a utility and then we will regulate it as such. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great idea. That's exactly how it should be. There, or there should at least be a law saying that... You're right, because I think you would have to find some constitutional basis, but regulating... So you're saying do it the reverse way. You're saying the government needs to step in and say... Uh, Facebook well, and YouTube, you cannot... You've become so ubiquitous. Or just make a law that basically says... Um, People who provide speech platforms in the online context cannot assert editorial control. Well, I'm not saying that should be what happens because that... I mean, that, there kind of already is laws saying that, but... It, it's... I mean, one of the one of the points that I, I always think about with the conservatives that are complaining about this is like, well, you've kind of trapped yourself in this because if you want 
YouTube not to do these types of things, not to make editorial decisions, you kind of have to acknowledge that as a private company, they shouldn't be doing that, but they can because that's the way that it is. So is is it better for YouTube to be nationalized or is it better to... um, I don't think it needs to be nationalized. It just maybe, like you're saying, needs to be regulated a lot more severely. Or do we need to... um, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of this, but do we start talking about how Alphabet is essentially a monopoly and it controls all these different pieces where like Google search, if you search for a video, the first thing that comes up is a YouTube result. Right. And Google is the same company essentially as YouTube. Yeah. They're the same thing. So do they need to be broken up so that there can be more competition? Because it's just too much power in the private private sphere. Because all that power is centered at Alphabet. Yeah. Right, and it's a, just a private private company. I, I agree. I mean, I think that that's, you know, law, as they say, is very far downstream from culture, and it could be that maybe the big solution to this is just much clearer rules about what these mega platforms can and can't do. And, I mean, it does seem like somebody needs to kind of get a hold of them because otherwise you're right. I mean, it, it becomes the, po- the political will of Silicon Valley becomes the moral code right. of this public forum. And that just seems like that's like having the – I mean, this is a, another stupid analogy, but it's like having the guy who built the – building that the congress lives in having a huge amount of control about like who can talk there you yeah. know i mean that's it's kind of silly well there lot should there be laws that distinguish yeah. how much like that are th- that are thoughtful about the way it works online in terms of business that say that no facebook you cannot own oculus and whatsapp because there needs to be competitors to facebook messenger yeah right that we, we need whatsapp to be its own thing so that it can introduce better features and maybe people want to use WhatsApp instead of Facebook Messenger. Right. And so too with Google, maybe people maybe there's another video site that could be developed if there wasn't this giant behemoth there. But why but so why can't there be? That's the the thing. It's like you do kind of got to give credit though to the people. It's hard to argue against the argument well it's like all right if these conservatives want to have a video platform, just make, if there's all this demand for it, why not just make a conservative video platform? Because I mean, how Im- hard could it be? It's impossible to compete because, why? because Google, again, the very simple fact of oh, Google, Google search itself, results. I see. Like That's when you point, do a Google yeah. search, let's yeah, just right. do one right here. It just takes you directly. To, well, but then use it. Why isn't there another search result program basically, you know? So we go to Carlos Baza and we search him on Google Twitter and, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitter are the first three things that come up. So it points directly to a YouTube video. I don't see Vimeo links on there. I don't see other stuff. Yeah, it's a good point. The the search engine shouldn't also be able to control the results and media of the search. Yeah, somebody, it's a very good point. There needs to be a whole new internet bill. I think this is one of Elizabeth Warren's policies. Is that there needs to be a bill, an internet bill of rights. To break up some of the large internet companies. Yeah. They don't control, because that's one of the big monopolies that's not really acknowledged. Yeah. Is these companies have all these different things that they own. And when a new competitor comes up, they just buy it. Like Facebook owns Instagram. Google yeah. Maps owns Waze. They just have the money to, to gobble up competitors that might draw people away from them. And, yeah. And then it's like, well, we're never going to have healthy competition. So these these 
<coughs> people getting deplatformed from YouTube have no place to go. There's no other option for them. It's like, well, that's it. You just have to do what this corporation tells you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So no, it is. It's a definite problem. It's a definite issue. That's kind of the broader thing that I'm worried about that the Steven Crowder thing brought up to me because I don't, you know, Steven Crowder is stupid and Carlos Maza is annoying and they should both be allowed to make their their dumb horseshit. Yeah, but it it shouldn't be that then yeah, what's his name gets to use the progressive agenda of YouTube's corporate autocracy or corporate governance to then squeeze out this guy who's making fun of him. I mean, it's not you know, yeah, it's it's not really YouTube just should have never gotten involved in it at all. None, none of the three of them should have ever gotten involved in censorship on their own platforms. It's just, it's just a disaster. Well, and then it gets into, but then what do you do in this situation, right? What if there is child pornography that's been uploaded to YouTube? Then the government, it's the that's the government's job. The government, the FBI has to come in. But and then, say, Stop but doing but this. but to say that to who? To Facebook, to, to whoever it is. I mean, that's it's their but, job. But to if say, they no, leave this it, has to be. But in this there. case, if there's illegal content up there and they leave it there and they don't do anything about it, they could be held liable for it being there. If they don't have an established set of policies saying if there's if this content is uploaded, we have to take it down immediately. Well, but the the, the what do you mean? I don't understand what I, you're saying. I'm but saying then why what would be the problem then if it's law enforcement's job to come in and say you have to take this down? Well, because I think the way that just the mere possession of it or the dissemination of I'm just using child porn as an example. Um, but they aren't disseminating it. The but user, they are the users. But they are because it's on their platform and people can freely go to it. So in that respect, they're still disseminating it because it's living there and people can look at it. Yeah, that's like saying that's like saying somebody who sends someone else uh, a package of child pornography in the mail, the mail has to be responsible. Like nope. UPS has to be responsible for because that. they don't know what's inside the package. Is the difference okay? Right. Like if you have, I mean, this is how they arrest people that distribute child porn all the time because all that stuff is like traded on creepy dark web stuff or P2P yeah. transfers. And if you have child porn on your computer that some FBI agent is pulling off because you're doing, I don't know, whatever those services are, sure, you will be arrested for distributing child porn. So yeah. okay. in that same condition, if you have child porn living on YouTube or wait, video- wait, wait, wait. You're saying if you say that again? So if if you are if you have some kind of illegal content on your computer and you're making it available for other people to download, from I, your see, computer, I see. I see. Same as with MP, sure. like illegal music. Well, stuff. but not if you don't know. I mean, you no, know, you it, it wouldn't be a situation where you don't know. Like if it's on your computer and people can get right. If can you're pull if it. you're sharing it, sure. I I see what you're saying, but that's you have downloaded it. You own it. It's a different situation. But the the act of making it available is illegal. Like, because you're still distributing right. it. I, again, I truly view these, I view Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube as passive mediums. They should have always stayed passive mediums. They should never take the step from being a medium provider to a editor. Because think about the same thing. Your ISP, they're making these things available. But an ISP legally is protected because it's a passive 
It's a passive platform. In internet law, this is a thing. Your ISP can't get sued for delivering an email that has child porn from one person yeah, to but another. Yeah, those, because those are bits and bytes, right? Those, oh, wow, but that, see, now we're getting so granular. I mean, it's like... But you do have to get granular because you're talking about a video site, right? So the video site, it, it's not like it's just data that's passing through. It's stuff that's living on your servers, right? Well, but so, I mean, the, the server company then, AWS... No, again, because they don't know stuff. They don't know what the data on the server is. But YouTube knows. They could know if they if they took the step to find out. They could know what those bits and bytes are. They just aren't responsible for that. And I think, unfortunately, YouTube and Facebook have gotten in the game of making themselves aware of it, where they shouldn't be aware. They should just be like, "That is not our fucking thing. We're a tool. We don't look at the content. We provide the tools, and people fucking do you know do it. it I don't understand why they felt the need." to ever take the step into being responsible. Because I think there was liability in, in, in some of these areas. But I think if they had just from the very beginning said, we are passive mediums, we are not responsible. But instead, I think they wanted to be big cultural power players. So they started playing the corporatocracy game but and basically don't took th- responsibility. But don't you think it's more like just base level that they just wanted to expand their ways of making money, right? So a lot of this... Putting aside the legal issue, if you have child porn or a murder video or whatever on YouTube, if you have a video of uh, one of those two things and an advertiser's ad gets put in front of it or during it because the thing's been monetized, then you have advertisers saying, why is my why is my uh, soap commercial showing up in front of a snuff film? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm not that's, that's probably where this comes from, right? I'm not going to advertise yeah. on your, your side anymore. And that's what the, the shady operators that want to censor speech go around and put pressure on the advertisers, and the advertisers put pressure on YouTube, and you're probably right. That's exactly why we're where we're at, because YouTube's trying to pay lip service to that yeah. and say, oh, yeah, we don't want you to be on this thing. But ultimately, I think that's such a mistake that they should have just resisted. You know, they just should have said like, sorry, this is our system. This is our code and we don't control it. It's just a tool. You know, like you want to kill somebody with a hammer, kill somebody with a hammer. If you want to advertise on our thing, you take the risk of being put into some weird shit because we don't control the reins, you know? And I think that they got afraid. Again, it all comes down. All of the fucking problems with the contemporary internet come down to the fucking problem with the ad-based model. Yeah, that is the haunting thing that has destroyed everything. Because then these corporations are not at the mercy of the users; they're at the mercy of the advertisers. Right. And Google and Facebook are terrified of going out of business because look at all these companies out there that have not been able to make a profit because they don't have a successful model. And so much of the problems here is because of uh, ads, the the ad based model, and yeah. and them trying to respond to the fear that their corporate sponsors are not going to give them money anymore, which is part of the reason why Facebook's making Libra, which is their cryptocurrency. What are you looking up? Elizabeth Warren Monopoly Tech. Ooh, she wrote a Medium article. Here's yeah. how we can break up big tech. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these points that we've just discussed are kind of in here. Um, America's big tech companies have achieved their level of dominance in part based on two strategies, using mergers to limit competition, using proprietary marketplaces to limit competition. So part of her part of her proposal is breaking up companies that are like this, like Google, and separating out the different businesses that they control and introducing more 
viable competition into that marketplace. Yeah, we should. People should read this. I will put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. So check out our Facebook page. Bye. Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave don't, Isaac uh, alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, That's, send them to the email or post exactly. them on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Sounds uh, You can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world. But uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also, uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on medium that's probably the best place to to find me or linkedin i enjoy being linkedin so just linkedin isaac simpson and you can uh, talk to me there that's it thank you for listening goodbye bye don't text isaac <laughs>